0: Welcome to the Moneymakers podcast brought to you by Sophia. Sophia is an exciting education platform for women focused on managing your money and growing your wealth. This podcast is a show for amazing women everywhere of all ages. We will feature conversations on all areas of our lives where money matters affect women. And today's guest is Tavi Cussonel, Managing Director of Red Hill. Welcome Tavi.
1: Thank you for having me. It's lovely to be here.
0: Thank you. Let's start with a little bit of information about you, who you are and what your role is at Redhill.
1: Sure. So I'm one of the managing directors at Red Hill. We are a global communications agency headquartered in Singapore. My role is is quite varied. Um, I manage a large portfolio of clients across four main verticals, although I do bleed into other areas. I primarily look after luxury and lifestyle, anything to do with how you want to spend your money. So pr- properties, hotels, vacations, travel, that kind of loveliness and diamonds and uh, fashion. And then I look after sustainability, all kinds of sustainability. Sustainability From startup to supporting teams with their, their green initiatives, um, healthcare, anything from med tech to pharma, and then education. And that can be anything from our little ones over at in their early years education, early childhood education, all the way through to executive education at some of the largest universities in the world.
0: Excellent. Um, it sounds like your job is obviously the clue is in the name, luxury and lifestyle. This is like a very nice feel good job. I'm very jealous. This sounds awesome. I want to talk to you about the reason uh, we're, you're on the show today on the Money Makers podcast is because Red Hill recently partnered with Sophia to bring financial education to your employees at Red Hill. Which courses did Red Hill
1: sign up for? We did. And um, it's a great partnership. Thank you for bringing us in to this. So we signed up for two courses. The first one is Your Money Basics. And the second one we joined up with is Money and Children Insights. OK, excellent.
0: Can you talk to me about why financial literacy matters to Red Hill?
1: Well, it matters greatly. I think there was some data recently that shared that employees at companies all across the world can spend up to an hour a day worrying and riddled with anxiety about their finances. And this seemed like an easy way to rid them of that anxiety by giving them the gift of power, the gift of knowledge, to really support them in their financial education as they as they move through life at every step of their career, as they move through the phases of their life. Every employee at Red Hill will be, if you imagine, first of all, straight out of the university, possibly, and then wanting to move away from home. So different financial constraints, how much can I afford to, to rent? How much is it going to cost to support me with my travel rather than living off the bank of mum and dad? and then you know into you know savings and purchasing of huge big ticket items like their first house or their their first car and then and the long come children possibly and education tertiary education as well as one's own financial future such as pension and retirement plans and how much it's going to cost to keep you in the way that you would like to become accustomed or you know what you can afford given expenses through life so it's taking control of that and enabling every member of the Red Hill staff to understand what those different phases look like and how they can best prepare for the future. Excellent. I love
0: that. You're absolutely right with regards to it impacting. So your employees and their the state of their financial health will actually have a direct impact on Um, the bottom line of your company, because financially stressed employees are more distracted at work, six times more distracted, in fact, and they're twice as likely to be looking for a new job. And they spend up to three hours a week on work time dealing with managing their own personal finances, all of these, I mean, and then there's morale, and there's, you know, productivity, so the quality of the work they produce, all of these things have been researched and affect those employees. So, the financial wellness of, of your employees can directly impact the bottom line of, of Red Hill as a company. So, it's really important, and we're seeing this more and more, especially with the financial situation of the world and where we're at. It's, it's more important than ever before to equip employees with skills and tips and tricks to make what they do have go even further because obviously everybody's belts are being tightened at the moment how has the feedback been so far if you've managed to gather any um from some of the
1: employees it's been really really good actually very strong To start with, when we first shared the news that we were partnering with Sophia to do this money basics course, the money and children insights course, basic financial literacy courses with you, I had a lot of feedback immediately come into my inbox from a bunch of women who were very excited about this, some of whom had, who had been made aware of Sophia through the different channels that you implement your marketing upon. And they were curious and they do say that it takes seven to eight times of seeing something before people take the plunge. Plus this was, this was gifted to them for free free so they were very excited that something that had already begun to resonate with them was was being given them so that was the first the first response from from a lot of people on on the red hill staff secondly being a global agency we do have teams across the world and different financial situations across the world and different financial constricts and constructs across the world so it's been interesting talking with my teams around around the world to find out What's been the most um, the most they've want to learn from from these courses, and what what's impacting them the most in terms of financial insecurity? So yes, a lot of excitement about these courses has been coming from the teams.
0: Good, that's what I like to hear. I know because Tavy actually is a, is a friend of mine, but I know Tavy, you've got three children. Um, I, I don't do. know if, if you have managed to do the Money and in Children Insights course yet.
1: I haven't yet. I have completed the Money Base and I have my certificate, which uh, I'm wanting to print and frame because I do love a certificate. Um, The the Money and Children Insights course is the next one on my roster.
0: Okay, excellent. So let's start with Money Basics then. What did you think of that on a personal level, not as an employer level, but for you, Tavy?
1: For me, I found that it took the secrecy away from money and learning about money. There's, in in my head, and maybe it's a construct that I've built, but there's this misnomer that money's complicated, that money's terrifying, that it's scary. And I have been known to put my head in the sand at points surrounding my own financial literacy, um, particularly around student loans just after graduation. What the course did for me was to help me establish my life goals, things I want to do and things I want to achieve and the different milestones that I can do myself to help me get there. Obviously, the first one is taking control of my own financial literacy and taking control of my own finances and plotting them in a way that's going to enable me to ladder up to those goals that I want to achieve and making them achievable, not pipe dreams anymore. So that was very, very important for me to learn that there are building blocks within within financial literacy but you have to start somewhere and this kind of money basics was obviously it's the fundamentals, but fundamental to everything they're, they're the foundations right so
0: tv i'm just yeah. going to pick up on something that you said early on in the answer to the last question which is you have a tendency to hide your So bury your head in the sand. And we find this a lot at Sophia, a lot of women do do that, um, which is probably why we exist. But what we are keen to understand is why women find themselves in that position. And how can we help women not you know, not to do that. What is the gap? What is the thing that's missing? I'd love to hear from you if you have any thoughts around
1: why you've sort of shied away from it in the past. Yeah, sure. I think it's not something that we're taught as a critical life skill at school. I remember when I was at secondary school, we were actually taught things that would help us get through life, not just maths and English and things that we need to learn, but things like cooking, and sewing and woodwork and how to wire a plug. I was taught all of those things. and I don't believe any of them are taught these days in school. And I believe that economics and how to run your own finances is one of those critical life skills that we simply aren't taken through on a step-by-step uh, level anymore or ever. I don't think it's ever happened. I don't believe my parents were taught that at school either. And so there's a gap in the in all education where we have this swathe of students open and ready to embark upon life as a fully fledged adult. And they're not they're not given these these life skills, these lessons. And I think that's the first missing link. And then secondly, we find ourselves in situation as in situations as these fully fledged adults, in proper grown-up situations where we've suddenly got to start paying off our student loan or we're entering into a mortgage or and we have to make decisions but not based on the full suite of answers. And I think the first thing we need to do is to give ourselves a little bit of time to offer ourselves or, or give ourselves or take take for ourselves one to two hours a week to actually sit down and look at our finances and start to figure out where we want to be and how we want to run our finances and where the money's going. And is it going in the right direction? Is it flooding out? What do we need to do? Um, we don't do any of that. Mm, Yeah,
0: you're absolutely right. I think life skills are critical. And on that point, just referring back to our Money and Children Insights course, which is all the more reason why, given that you've got three children, I don't want your three children to repeat And some of the challenges that we faced with a lack of financial literacy. So it's really important to start with children very young. And I think we parents, as well as schools, have a responsibility there to teach. So please, if you get a chance, do do that Money and Children course. It's a very different style, of course, to the Money Basics course. And it's a lot more stories. um, And you can even sit down and do it with the children at the same time, if you wish.
1: I think they'll enjoy that. I think yeah. they'll enjoy that definitely. One of them has a particular aptitude for money saving, one of them has an aptitude for money spending, and the other one's a little bit too young, I think, to have, like, you know, I can't really see where she's going yet. But having three girls and knowing that females are usually less confident around money, the more I can do as a parent to educate them into just being more aware of where their money's coming from, where their money's going to, and how to build for a future just by sowing some seeds. And I love the fact you said that there was storytelling involved, because that's how kids really learn. I think they're going to get a lot from this. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. By the age of seven, they've already formed a lot of their money habits. So I know that all three of yours need to get cracking, as with a lot of people's kids <laughs> need to get cracking on on, on learning these concepts. Yes, yeah, storytelling is the way to go with children. And you're absolutely right around confidence. And I think that the confidence that boys display at a young age versus the lack of confidence that girls display actually leads to action on the boys' part and inaction on the girls' part. And of course, action leads to more confidence and, of course, wealth building. So you can see why the gap starts, how it, how it continues to grow. And I think how it's also clear how we can address that at an early age if we build that confidence early. I want to wrap up today, um, but I want to say thank you. If you had uh, one sort of key takeaway from your your experience of money basics, what would that be?
1: A key takeaway that I took from the course, um, or key learning from the course, if you like, is that money in the bank gives you choices and choices give you freedom. So financial freedom gives you life choice freedom. And as an independent, emancipated woman, I think that is absolutely critical that we continue to allow ourselves freedom in whatever we want to do whenever we want to do it and financial freedom will always afford us those choices great way to end thank you so much and good luck on money and
0: children insights i'm going to be checking in with you checking in with your three daughters Um, (laughs) (laughs) no pressure thanks Taby. appreciate it and good luck to the rest of the red hill team doing all of the courses thank you We hope you have enjoyed this episode of the Money Makers podcast brought to you by Sophia, the education platform for women. Visit sophiawomen.com and use code podcast10 to receive a 10% discount on all our courses. Learn, invest, and change the world.